Welcome to Two Bookworms. Uh, <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> what, did what happened? <laughs> what did happen? I don't know. Uh, I I almost forgot what to say because it feels like it's been so long since we've recorded, so I had to like think about it. Anyways. <laughs> Listeners, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And I'm rubbing my eye like, oh, allergies, man. Oh, my sinuses these past two days have been crazy. They're really bad right now, right? I think. Yeah. It was like but, red on the news or whatever, like the, yeah. the count. Well, there's supposed to be a front moving in, but I don't really think there is. I hope so. You know, it rained just enough yesterday to, like, make your oh, car. Oh, yeah, stir it up. Yeah, they stirred everything up. And then up. stir everything up. So the high tomorrow is 95. <laughs> it was nice tonight, though. We took the do- we just took the dogs for a walk, and it wasn't bad. A nice breeze, but. Anyways, it's been forever since I've talked to you. So it has been forever. What's your suck for the week? Like, how are you? What what pains you right now? So it's little things, right? Because my sweets okay. are little things too. But okay, so I've got two Devil's IV in my bathroom, and mm-hmm. for whatever yeah. reason, one of them is like, I don't know if he's getting sick or if it's just like the sun turning a different way since we're going into fall and winter. But, mm-hmm. like, I had to prune five dead leaves off of him yesterday, and then there's, like, oh, five yeah. more that are turned yellow today. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, I know where they are, and they might be getting too much light in there. I think they're not getting enough. Because the I other one's fine. It's just one of them. Hmm. Put the sick one on top of your bookcase for a few days. Yeah, I might. Because I keep mine on top of the fridge, and, like... He's thriving. I mean, there's yeah. like no light that touches him. You know, maybe that's it. Just try it. Like, just put him up there and see if you if you notice a change. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's just that one. It's crazy because our devils ivy are siblings. Yeah, yeah. And like my other one's just thriving, and this one's just like that's I don't weird. know what I want to do. Maybe it's just something with that one. Or switch their spots. You know, I did that a couple weeks ago, and maybe that's the issue. Mm, switch them back. Yeah. <laughs> I always accidentally call it devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm like, see, water the, water the devil's lettuce. He's like, I don't have any of that to water. <laughs> it's like, we wish we had some of that to water. Like. <laughs> uh, okay, well, my suck for the week is my school load is insane. I'm taking the same amount of classes I took last semester, but these professors swear I don't have anything else going on in my life. I'm like, child, the amount of work that they assign is just out of this world. They're like, oh, COVID's going to kick it back up. Everybody's going to quarantine again. Here's some more. <laughs> Here's some more well, work. <laughs> I have a job. I know. This That's one crazy. class, Intro to Coding, I like it, but it's like, it's so much work. I can usually do one class a night. It takes me like two to three nights to do his assignments. Holy crap. 
Yeah, and then he wants to assign two chapters at a time to read. I'm like, girl, I do not have time for this. It's like, I got a podcast I got to read for already, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's what I'm going through. What's your sweet for the week? So, I have two because they're little. Again, remember, little things makes us happy. Um, <laughs> I have started putting out oh. little bits of my Halloween stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, I've got my little Halloween town pieces out and mostly plugged in. There's one section I don't have plugged in because it's on my bookcase. And I think that I might take a picture of it because it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that so our listeners can see. So like Halloween Town, like the Disney movie, or just like it's a no. Hell? Okay, it's gotcha. like just little miniature spooky town. Like you know how they have little Christmas, Christmas. towns. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I think I have a few that my mother-in-law gave me. I should add them to your collection. I usually buy one a year because they okay. are pretty expensive, but I can find like twenty percent off coupons for Michaels. Oh yeah. So then, like one piece a year is you know it's enough. I can't wait. I've been, our pumpkins are in the attic of his mom's house. And I was like, bro, can you go get my freaking pumpkins? And he's like, it's a hundred degrees outside. I'm like, it is September. <laughs> Normally, I've already, I put them out on September 1st. I am waiting, Steven. I know you're listening. <laughs> I've even like started sprinkling pumpkins on my, on my shelves and everything. Yeah. It's fall, baby. It's, it's the fall. Most, it's the best time of the year. Like, it just gives me all the warm fuzzies, even though it's hot as fuck outside. It makes me just so happy to see pumpkins and pumpkin spice. I've been getting pumpkin spice coffee every time I go to Bucks. I love pumpkin muffins and all of that. Ooh. So Where do you get that? I've been, I get them at Sprouts. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. So you can buy, like, the individuals out of their case, or you can buy, like, a pack of four that are in a package. Ooh, I want to try one of those. Oh, they're so good. I got some, you know how I drink protein shakes? Mm-hmm. They had pumpkin spice, so I got it. Ooh. <laughs> they're really good. And uh, I want to try some in some cold brew. Because I think That'd that be was good. Really good. That'd be good. So I tried, like, the French vanilla in uh-huh. coffee, and it wasn't that great. The French vanilla protein? Yeah. Did you try the caramel ones I gave you? Not yet. Okay. I wonder if those would be good in coffee just because it's like like a creamer or something, you know? Yeah, like I use the caramel creamer, so it might be. Like, I would think it's not going to be like Starbucks because it's protein. No, but I think obviously. it's put maybe a little bit of creamer and a little bit of the like caramel sauce or something. I think you could really get it tasting pretty good. Well, I also thought about mixing them with like frozen fruits to make like a protein smoothie. Okay, yeah. I have seen that on Pinterest, and I think that that would be really good. And Stephen has, like, powdered protein, and he'll do it. He'll so put, do like, I. a banana or strawberry yeah. in there, and it's pretty good. What else do you put in your protein shakes? Peanut butter. Mm, yeah, I oh, use yeah. peanut butter powder in my protein shakes in the mornings. Oh, that sounds good. I'm straight. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> that sounds really good. All right, well, my sweet for the week is I got to see Wicked. Ooh, would you like it? It it was have you seen it? No, but I know the soundtrack by heart, so okay. I've pretty much seen it. It's okay. <laughs> um, so in Dallas, we have called it. It's always called Dallas Summer Musicals, no matter what time of year it is. I do not know why, but 
but that's what they call it. They're like, I'm going to Dallas Summer Musicals. Um, so that's where it was. And it's like the first city, it's the touring cast. So this is the first city they've been on since COVID. Um, but they were so strict. Like you couldn't even take your mask off in the theater, which is great. Like my brother-in-law took his mask off. It was my sister's birthday. So my brother-in-law took his mask off to take like a selfie. And there was someone on him in like seconds telling him to put his mask back on. That's good. It was. And it, I mean, everyone's wearing a mask. So you feel safe and they're like trying to keep the actors safe as well. But it was a really good show. Everyone was great. Everyone was so, um, what's her name? Glenda. Mm -hmm. She, the actress, she was hilarious. She was so funny. She had me laughing several times. Um, it's a little long. Yeah. Like three hours with an intermission. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I did not realize that it ties into the actual, like, I know, obviously, I knew what, I knew what it was about, but I didn't know that it was going to, like, cut into the timeline of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Have you so, ever read the books? No, but I bought the book there at the merch table because it was, like, you know, a special edition with a special oh, cover. Oh, no. There's and the books, like, not just a book. Oh, so it's, like, a series? Yes. Gotcha. And I like buying books at things like that, you know, like a memory. Mm-hmm. So I bought, I bought, I guess it's the first book, Wicked is the first one. So I liked it. It was good. Um, I will say that if you listen to the soundtrack, because that's like the original Broadway cast, you know, like Adina yeah. Mazzell and mm-hmm. Chris um, they're, I mean, they're just phenomenal. And, they're like, there's not many Adina Menzel's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the girl that I saw was bad. She was terrific. But, like, I know what Adina Menzel's capable of. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? Not really, but sort of. <laughs> I'm not trying to knock on the it's girl. It's just different. I was expecting Adina Menzel. Yeah. But there's only one of her. <laughs> But then after I saw the show, I listened to the Broadway recording, and I was like, whoa. But this was something special to see when they were doing it. But um, we bought – so Hamilton's coming to Dallas in, like, November, December, and we got tickets to see Hamilton. I'm so excited. And those tickets were – got to sell your firstborn. They were so expensive. Good God. Everyone um, wants to see it. Everyone wants to see it. Have you watched it yet on Disney? No, Club? I have not. Oh, Lacey, I'm telling you, you <laughs> I know what you like, and I know that you'll love it. I'm surprised uh, you. I'm surprised you don't know that soundtrack by heart. No, it's no, so good. You know what I really want to see in New York on Broadway is Moulin Rouge. Ooh, that'd be interesting. But they've changed so. You know, all the songs they used in the movie are like real songs. So some of them didn't get licensed to be used in the Broadway show. So, you know, like the elephant melody mm-hmm. or medley, um, it's, it's pretty different than what's in the movie. It's the same, it's the same, um, like, a, like there's, they're just using different songs in it because some of them couldn't get licensed for the show. So it was interesting, like, when I was listening to the soundtrack, because, you know, like, I know the words, and I was like, whoa, what are they doing? You should listen to it. It's interesting. 
I um I saw Lion King on Broadway when I was in high Ooh. school, and that was really cool to see live. I bet that was good. We saw it in London. It was good. Yeah, I was wondering. I knew that y'all went somewhere because mm-hmm. so you, you were in band, I was in choir, and I knew that we had both taken trips, but I couldn't remember if you went to New York or not. Yeah, we went to New York. That's so cool. We went to Boston, and we saw Phantom of the Opera at the Boston Opera House. And like, so when you go to the theater, you know, like Broadway, I'm sure, I'm sure there was like a mix. Some people were in jeans, some people were probably in like dress clothes. Mm-hmm. But at the Opera House, baby, they're in like dress. They're swanky. Clothes. Yes, and we were in jeans and our choir t-shirts. And we're walking in, and I look at our teacher, and I'm like, um, are you okay? She's like, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, that lady's wearing a ball gown. <laughs> like, <laughs> they came to play, honey. I felt like such a ragamuffin. Not but gonna lie, cool. I always kind of want to go to an opera decked out. Well, yeah, that'd be fun as hell. That'd be so cool. Is there an opera house in Dallas? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Ooh, we should go. I know they they dress up at the symphony as well. Not like opera gloves or anything, but they do dress up at the symphony. But, um, so seeing Phantom of the Opera at the Boston Opera House, like, the freaking Phantom somehow, because there was a chandelier above us the whole time, mm-hmm. got up there and rode it down to the stage. Well, then I saw the show come to Dallas. They didn't do that shit in Dallas. I was, <laughs> the venue in Dallas. Have you been to Dallas Summer Musicals? No. I'm just going to be honest. It's a shit venue. I really hate it. The seats suck. They're horrible. They're not even, like, for instance, the person sitting in front of my sister, she couldn't see. She kept calling him bobblehead because he kept moving his head around. (laughs) It's not really like a theater. You know how they're, what do you call it, like higher? It's kind of like a play stage feel to it. Yeah, they are like the seats in our high school auditorium. Like, there's not a whole lot of difference between in height between like the front row and the back row. It's just like a subtle, a subtle sway. And I'm like, dude, they suck. And the seats suck. And then the place is old. And the stage is not that big. So yeah, there was no phantom riding down the chandelier in Dallas. And I was like, wow, this sucks. Mm, damn. She's like, I wanted to see the phantom with style. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, my other sweet for the week is I got a new car. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, a few weeks ago, was it just two weeks ago I was talking about I sold my car? I think so. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just like not going to have a car payment for a while. And, you know, it was a really good opportunity to get out of it. Well, you know, the Lord just called to my heart. <laughs> you need to get a new car. just said, Cameron, you need a new vehicle. <laughs> he put that on my heart, and I followed it. <laughs> 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 the dirtiest freaking look right now. Um, yeah, so it was a really fun experience. I wanted a Subaru. And so I ordered one, and then was I went really, because, you know, you can't really find cars right now. And the the spiking on the prices is like used cars. New cars are, in fact, the model that I got, there was a used one on the lot that was like more, and it was a lower trim level. Is that not crazy? That's crazy. You just have to wait for the new car, which I had time. I wasn't like 
in need of a car. So I ordered it. I went back and forth because I wanted red, but their red, like Subaru has very limited colors and their red was called crimson. So it's like a darker red, you know, and I really wanted bright red. So I went really back and forth and then it wasn't even supposed to be here till like the end of September, but they got one in that the manager had ordered for himself and then decided he didn't want it. And it's like a sparkly gray and it has this beautiful saddle brown leather interior lacy. It is like Steve's giving me the jerk off hand signal over there, but it is gorgeous. It's in the, it's like two tones of black. And I was like, Oh my God, this is beautiful. So yeah, we got that one. <laughs> it's great. It, I feel like I'm uh, driving a Mercedes. And it's already helped me avoid two accidents because it has all this technology on it that I don't even know how to use. It'll freaking stop for you. Like, I thought I was going to rear end someone last night, and it stopped for me. It has these cameras up by your rearview mirror watching the road, and it can tell. And then almost I was parallel parked, and I was trying to back out, and I almost backed into the car behind me, and it stopped. And I was like, oh, my God, this thing is amazing. Come pick me up, take me for a ride. I will. I will definitely do that. I thought I had hit them because of the way that the brakes hit. I was like, oh my God, I just hit that car. And it was the night I brought it home. And I was like, Steve is going to kill me. And then I got out and checked, and there was like no damage. And then that's when I realized that the car had stopped itself. And I was like, holy shit. I'm not a bad driver. I just had really two bad incidences. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you're like driving a new car that's or something that's new to you and you're not sure and and it's longer than the car that I had, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like different handle. You got to get used to it. But yes, I will absolutely come pick you up. It's got a sunroof and we will go first then. Steve, Steve's not happy about it, but I'm so in love with it. It's such a nice car. He's over there shaking his head. Girl, I told you this, but for the sake of our listeners, tell me why he was trying to get me to get a bigger car with a third row. Look, if you're going to pay for a car payment. <laughs> what do we need a third row for? Make sure Lacey's got room with the puppies. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he was like, well, then we'll have more room when Lacey goes on a trip with us and the dogs are there and we have all of our stuff. He was like, think about it. And I was like, that does make sense. He's pointing at me because he really wanted the bigger one. (laughs) But it felt like I was driving a bus. And, like, I couldn't put my arms down and rest while I was driving. It was just too big, Lacey. It was too big. And I didn't like the taillights. The taillights were ugly to me. Ugh, first world problem. All right. So this week we read the reading list by Sarah Nisha Adams. This was our listener's pick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monica who is at a splash of Mona. Uh, She picked it. So do you want to give them a synopsis? So it's about two people. We've got Mukesh and Alicia. Mm -hmm. They are going through some traumatic events or have gone through some traumatic events and are trying to escape their everyday life and go to their local library and they start reading some books. Yep. And um, overall, what did you think? I already know what you're, I already know what you're going to say. Do you? What is it? Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I did not finish it. 
I knew it. I told Kelly today. I told her. I was like, I was like, Lacey's not gonna finish this. I'm telling no. you right now. Okay, no. so what? I mean, I really gave it a try. Like, I really gave it a try. I read probably about a hundred pages in before I gave up. It's just not for me. I don't like the feel good, find yourself books. I need That's something fair. to keep me captivated, and it but doesn't also, do it for me. You could look at it as you're dipping your toe into another pool and just kind of like trying something new. Because sometimes you might find things you didn't know that you like. Right, right. Like, which is why like, I always give it, you know, like the go hard. Yeah, I got the hundred pages in before I was like, you know, I can't. <laughs> like I never liked historical fiction until recently, mm-hmm. and I actually read it, and I was like, oh my god, I love historical fiction if it's done well. It just depends um, yeah. on what it is because there's some books that I never thought I would like that I ended up loving. Like what? Uh, I mean, there's classics and stuff. Like I never thought I'd like a classic, and I do like cl- some classics. What's one? Uh, Pride and Prejudice. I've got. To, I actually have a lot of that's on the list. I was in the book To Kill a Mockingbird. I've got Life of Pi. Yes, there were. Um, Pride. Did you get to where they ta- they read Pride and Prejudice? It is one of the books that they read, and I've never read it, and I was like, man, it sounds like I should read it. So, basically, Mukesh, who has, uh, he has just lost his wife, who was a big-time reader, and he was not, and she has a library book, like, on her nightstand or whatever, and he doesn't want the time travel, which I also have not read. I've got it on my phone. Have you read it? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yeah. It's one of my friend's favorite books, and she and so then when we were reading this, I was like, man, maybe I should read it. It sounds good. So it's, I mean, it's like a, it's like a normal classic. It's work to get through. Oh. In some places, but it's really good. I saw the movie, and I didn't really like the movie. It's a little different. Oh, okay. I was like, why is she married to this dude that just randomly pops up? Like, this is stupid. Like, there is no dude that I would do that for. I'm sorry. Maybe there's a few. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill's another one. <laughs> uh, Steve's not listening. Um, so, he sees that book, The Time Traveler's Wife, on her nightstand, and he doesn't want to take it back to the library because he feels like it's part of her, and he's not ready to let it go. Which um, made me think about something. So, like, do you ever get books from the library? I used to. Um, I used I to just, a lot. I just stopped because our library is so small for Sunnyvale mm-hmm. that, you know, I would read way too many of them and probably the whole library before, Yeah, you know. Well, you know you can go to any in Dallas County. <laughs> yeah, but... They're all going to kind of like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I used to go a lot before we moved to Colorado, and then we moved to Colorado, and I never got a library card because I didn't want to change. I'm not going to tell you why. I'll tell you off air. I don't want to get arrested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I never got a library card in Colorado. Well, then we came back, and I just, like, haven't been. And it was shut down for a while because of COVID. Um, but I was yeah. thinking, like – totally off topic but can you imagine like you take out a book and that book has been with someone that died 
and then their family like returns it like what yeah. if the ghost is attached to that freaking book Ooh. then you got a whole another situation on your hands <laughs> and uh some of them just smell really ripe you know yeah depending on how old <laughs> you're like ooh, this one's this one's been around. I actually think I still have a library fine of like 15 cents. It's probably like $27 by now. I probably still have one here where I live. I should go online and see if I can pay. Because <laughs> I don't even think they take money there. No, they don't. It's online. But some of them charge outrageous fees. Really? Yeah. Well, another thing with the libraries is my mother-in-law does this. You can get audiobooks. Yeah. And so, you can usually get DVDs and stuff too. Yes. And ebooks. So, like, she has an app mm-hmm. on her phone and then she can just like sign up and then it'll be like, hey, it's because I guess they can only have so many people listening to it at a time. And it'll be like, hey, your book's ready. And then she gets to listen and it's free. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's kind of cool, actually. I know. That is cool. So, I might try that. Um, anyway. So he doesn't want to take it back. So he goes to the library one day, I guess, because he, like, wants to see what was up. And um, he runs into Alicia, who is a total bitch. Like, girl, why are you working there? He was like, hey, can you, like, recommend some books for me? And she's like, no. And he's like, "Um, but you're the librarian. And she's like, I don't like books. Like, oh, bitch, why are you here? I have this um, really bad habit of every time I go to Barnes and Noble, like someone picks up a book and I'm like, oh my God, that one's really good. <laughs> and then the employees see me talking to these people and I'm like, no, no, trust me, you do not want that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes, get this one and this one. And then, of course, you have to read this one. So I would be such a good librarian if someone came and asked me that. I'd be like, oh, yes, I got you. How do you want to feel? And then I'd hook them up. Um, so Alicia's not having it. And so I think he just kind of wants to prove a point and he just like grabs a book off the shelf and it was like a driver's manual. Right. It was something, it was like a highway. It was was like a how to. Yeah. Yes. And he's reading it and he's trying to act like that's what he went for. And then I think she like comes over to say something to him and he like runs out the door and takes the book with him. And Oh, my dad's texting me. He's very socially withdrawn at first. But yes. That's to be expected with the death of his wife. Right. And he, he just leaves and accidentally takes that book. And he goes home and he's like, damn it, I took this book home. And I don't, I don't even need a highway manual. And so I think the library calls him. The other guy, because he figures out, like, what's happened, and he's like, Alicia, if you do one more thing like this, you're out of here. And so he calls him, and he's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and open a library card for you and check that book out since you accidentally took it. And he's like, Mukesh is like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Well, like, what you find out is that Alicia's going through some shit at home. Mm -hmm. Like, her mother is very ill mentally, and um, her brother, Alicia's like, I think, seven. Yeah, she's 17. And her brother's older than her, and he's, like, working full-time, and Alicia's working at the library on her school break, and they're just basically trying to, like, take care of their mom and make ends Mm -hmm. meet. But the mom, like, never wants her. She only wants Aiden, the brother. 
And I don't think Alicia's told anyone. She's kind of just like blown off her friends because they were like asking her to hang out or something. And she just like always has an excuse not to. So that's really sad that she's like going through that and, you know, trying to work and it's affecting her work. And, um, well, yeah. And like when she has free time, she just needs to unwind and yes, yes, you know. So one day at the library, her boss tells her to clean out the books because apparently people leave like bookmarks and things in them a lot. So he's like, hey, this rack just came in. So you need to like clean them out. And so basically, you know, you like open them and shake them or whatever. And she finds this list of books. And she's like, huh, you know, that's intriguing. And I think she talks a little bit about like the things that she finds in the books, like train tickets and things like that. And so it was cool that she found a list. And the first book on the list is To Kill a Mockingbird. Classic book. I think everyone has read that book. It's like on... We had, we had to in high school, yeah. So she... I don't remember why, but she decides to read it. All right? I think she just decides, because it's on this list, she's like, I guess I want to see, like, what this is all about. So she she reads it, and... She decides to recommend it to Mukesh, I guess, because she feels bad about their encounter. So she, like, puts it on reserve for him. And then the other guy that works at the library calls him. And he's like, hey, Mr. Patel, um, we have your book that you requested here for you. And he's like, I didn't request a book. I don't even know how to do that. And the guy, and it, it, I think, no, I think it was Alicia that called him. No, it was the guy. Because then he goes up there. And it's her. And he's like, oh, God, it's this woman again. And he's like, hey, I don't know what, like, there's been some confusion. I didn't reserve a book. And she's like, well, actually, I reserved this for you. Um, I, I thought that you, I read it and I thought that you might like it. And he's like, oh. And so he takes it and he reads it and he likes it. So essentially, this book is about people that are grieving that find each other at the right time. That's what I feel like. They're connecting through books. They're connecting through books. And it was something that his wife was very into. So not only is he meeting Alicia and meeting other people at the library. He's connecting to his wife. Exactly. He's connecting to his wife. And so we'll just go into our questions. These are a mix of uh, Oprah's book club question and a mix of our own. So I just opened them. Where did they go? What was your favorite part of the book? So I did really like that Mukesh got into reading because of his wife, that she was really mm-hmm. into it. But mm-hmm. I also really liked all of the cultural inserts with like, yes, at the beginning, I can't remember exactly what it is, but Mukesh is talking to this younger person and he's thinking, you know, why is this younger person calling me Mukesh something? And then it means uncle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but then he wouldn't <laughs> really respect me if he, he did that. Because we're more like friends. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. it's, it's cool to see their little cultural inserts. Because there's also mm. another part. I should have wrote these all down because they're not in my head. Um they use an Indian word, but they also put in parentheses what it is. And I just like to see that. Okay. It's really cool. So here's what I was confused about on that, because um, like you said, there are a ton of cultural references. And that is, mm-hmm. I love that representation matters. 
Um, but Mukesh is actually from Kenya. It reveals later in the book. And so I was talking to Kelly Book Bandit about this. And I was like, I am so confused because like Patel, I have a lot of friends that are from Pakistan. And that's a very common name there. And it's a very common name in India. And then some of the food that he was talking about, those mm-hmm. are Indian dishes. Indian foods, and yeah. So when he said he was from Kenya, I was like, and I listened to this on audiobook. So I was like, did I miss something? Or did I like, and he talks about his wife's saris, her sar, like all of yeah. her stuff with their house. So I was kind of confused about that. Um, but I also listened to it on audiobook. So maybe I missed some other explanations. So you listeners could let me know what I missed because I agree with you. I thought all that was great until he said he had moved from Kenya and I was like the one in Africa or is there another one that I was not aware of? I'm confused. Um, okay. So it's Mukesh Fua meaning uncle as a sign of respect. Um, uh-huh. But he didn't want to be uncle to this man. So, oh, okay. So it was a little too, um, informal yes and no like some of it is just it's really interesting like, i would never go up to someone i'm just meeting and call them uncle <laughs> well no he I'm already knew it. this guy but um, you know okay. he still he didn't want to feel he it says he didn't well i mean i read this part but it said that he didn't want to feel like his uncle because he didn't want to feel older oh, okay okay yeah, and he talks a lot because he hears someone say something on, about social media, and he's like, you know, I don't. What's a story? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I think my favorite part of the book was all the other books. So yeah. like every part is a new book. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird, they read The Kite Runner, they read Pride and Prejudice, they read Rebecca, they yeah. read. <laughs> Um, they read a lot and it's really cool. Like, so I love how after Mukesh reads a book, even, even Alicia does this, they start like relating things. Like he has to go to Alicia's house at one point and it's very dark looking and the house, like he talks about how cold it looks like Mandalay, Mandalay mm-hmm. or whatever that house was called in Rebecca. Mandalay, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cute that he's like talking book talk now so that was my favorite part um what was your least favorite part of the book (sighs) you should have listened to this on audiobook because the narrator he was so funny and I really they had two different narrators so one doing Alicia and one doing him yeah I think we're so funny I think that's probably my least favorite part is that it was all switchy again yeah there are back and forth and the other confusing thing is, so it's him and her, but then they throw this other random person, and you're like, yeah. wait, who the is this? And some of them you never hear from again. It's just well, someone yeah, else that's built. Like, and at the very beginning, there's this little, it's probably like two, three pages of how this list came to be, but it doesn't mm-hmm. ever, like, name anybody or it explain why. You're end. just like, what? It okay. doesn't be. Well, that explains <laughs> that. <laughs> but still. But- by the time I got to the end, I did not remember that the first chapter was for someone else right. until you just said it. Um, my least favorite part, I would say that. That was pretty confusing. Um, there were several times when I thought the book could have ended and it kept going. And I was like, okay, like when is it going to end? Because like in an audiobook, I can't see how many pages are left. Right. So, 
just like something happens and then I'm like, okay, this, oh no, this is not it. Okay. And then something, oh, okay. Oh no, this is not <laughs> they it. They take a pause and you're like, that was yeah. really good. And they keep going, you're like, uh, oh. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's still going. So it takes a very unexpected turn because Alicia's brother, he, he kills himself. He jumps in front of a train on the tube oh, and it is, goodness. yes, it's horrible. It's awful. And you get to see Mukesh and Alicia's relationship really change. I, I mean, for the good, cause you know, he's obviously, they, they do get very close. It is a very sweet thing to see, to read or to listen about. Um, and he, um, has started being friends with his wife's best friend who I think after his wife died, her husband and son were killed in a car accident. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And her his daughters are like, why are you hanging out with her? And he's like, because I'm lonely. And she's like your mom's friend. And it's nice to, like, have someone to hang out with. And, but they think they're, like, dating. So they give them a lot of mm-hmm. shit about it. And he gets really angry at them one day. He's like, you know what? The only time y'all call me is when you need something. Like, you don't call me just to check on me or hang out with me. You only call me when you need me to babysit or something yeah, else. or when they need to remind him to take out his trash bins and yes. all that. Yes. And so he kind of confronts them. And he really, like, he he says, he even tells the friend, I cannot remember her name, that he does not want to get remarried. He thinks it's disrespectful to his wife and he, that that's not what this is. And she is totally on the same page. They are just friends. But he's so nervous when she, like, she like comes over and teaches him how to cook something because she knows he doesn't know how to cook. And it's like his mm-hmm. favorite and his wife used to make it. It's like little sweet things like that because I'm sure she's just as lonely too. She's lost her entire yeah. family go and her best friend. So yeah. she's there and Alicia comes to bring a book over and he's like really nervous that Alicia's going to like get the wrong impression and, and um, they wind up having dinner and it's a really fun scene. Um, but yeah, it, it does get confusing because it does add a lot of different perspectives. But it's usually only a few pages because, like, someone else finds the list. At the end, you find it out that that person at the beginning was the wife, and she made a reading list and put it in all the different books, not only for Mukesh, but for other people, so just to kind of, like, give a part of herself and something that she loved. Okay. And she said, these books help me find myself. And in the last book on her list, there's a letter for him. And Alicia finds it because she's been following this list the entire time. She doesn't know whose list it is. But every book that she reads on it, she tells him, Mukesh, hey, you should read this. Well, then when she finds the letter, she figures out it's his wife. And she tells him, she's like, you know, all those books I was recommending. He's like, yeah. She's like, I was just following a list. And he's like, oh, you're so modest. She's like, no, for real. I don't know anything about books. But I think that this list was made by your wife. And she shows him and he's like, yeah, that's her handwriting. And then there's, yeah, it's really sweet. Um, so next question. Was it a fast or slow read and why? Slow. Slow. (laughs) Um, so like I said, I listened to it, so it wasn't slow for me, but if I were reading it, yeah, I probably would have struggled through it. It seemed like it was very slow paced. It is nothing there to really want to go forward more. Like, yeah, you want to know what happens, but it's not like I got to find out what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what did you think of the writing? Any standout sentences or vocabulary? 
I mean, all the different cultural vocabulary I had to look up, but I don't think the writing was awful. I really don't. Like, it wasn't very hard to swallow. Like, they weren't choppy sentences or anything. It did flow. It's just, Mm -hmm. I think there were things that could have been trimmed out. Yeah, and it, like you said, it flowed. Um, I think that's kind of how, like, all contemporary fiction goes. And if you're just not into it, then it, it's not for, you know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. every other book in the same genre is kind of like that, like, kind of slow-paced. Um, I th- think it was cool how she ties in all these books and, like, Mukesh starts relating those things to his life. And he'll be like, oh, I'm sitting here reading Rebecca, and this reminds me of this, or I'm reading... Little women, and I can see my daughters, and this character, and this character. Aww. And he's like, I feel like they're in the room with me, and that was real. I really liked that. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? I mean, I'd give it a go. I would. Yeah, me too. Did it impact your mood in any way? How and where? I was just really disappointed. <laughs> but it, I think. Didn't- keep my attention like I might try and give it another go but I think you should yeah there's a lot there there's a lot that that happens I'm not a big coming of age and finding oneself like I would never yeah like read eat pray love or anything like that yeah I would never I would never read that either I've rocked the movie and that was enough I haven't even watched the movie it's not bad, but it's just like you said, a coming of age, finding yourself. Um, but this book does warm your heart because it's like, you know, kindness. Just be kind. You don't know what someone's going through. You don't know the impact that you might have on someone that's going through something. And these two, you know, after her brother dies, she, like, thank God that she had them because they really – at first, she's like, I don't want to read another book because I had my head stuck in these books. I didn't even realize what was going on with my brother. But then I think she finds a way to, like, cope with books and that they are something that can, like, help you through that. Um, so, yeah. Um, did, did I already ask you if it impacted your mood? No. Did it impact, <laughs> did it impact your mood? <laughs> How and where? <laughs> I mean, I just, I just got bored. Yeah. It just made me want to be nicer to people. Um, I'm not, I'm usually I mean, nice I did, sometimes. I did like how they treated each other. I did. I mean, well, except for Alicia at the beginning because she was taking out her anger on everybody. She sure was. Um, and like, one thing that made me mad was at, at her brother's funeral, all those family started showing up, like an uncle, and I'm like, what the fuck are these people while right. her mom was sick, not taking care right. of her kids? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's fucked up. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> oh, I wrote down, oh my god, what if I die and people come see the book on my nightstand? Like, they're gonna be like, the fuck? <laughs> it's gonna be smut. <laughs> <laughs> what was she reading? Oh my kids! Be like, um, let me ask you this. This is I'm throwing this out there. If you could have one book be like your legacy after you're gone, which book would you pick? Ooh, like if you were gonna die and you wanted someone to read it and it would be like a window to your soul, what book would it be? Oh, that's a hard question. That is a really hard question because like. <sighs> 
series are so good, but you can't pick the whole series. It's just one book. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I don't know. I, I would know, say I 10 years ago, I probably would have said Mudvayne by Taryn Fisher because I used to think I was so, like, damaged, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I don't know. Right now, my favorite book's The Nightingales. So I would probably say that one by Kristen Hanna. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything from Akatar because you would have to read, you, you know, like if I said it was the second one, you'd have to read the first one to understand what's going on in the second one. It's and, your legacy. You can leave whatever you want. If you want us to read that after you're gone, we will, Lacey. But you can't understand it. The we'll read them all. Go. To the one. <laughs> <laughs> we will read them all, okay? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I have a question. That is. Think about it and get back to us. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. You're going to pick, like, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be Stephen King. You're going to be like, this one just represents me. No, no, no. No, it's got to be a little more behind <laughs> it. Not just fear. I <laughs> how Alicia and Mukesh discover that you can escape through reading and that you can find magic in reading. Um, you know, cause she starts to like, she takes her books home and starts reading to her mother and her mother's really enjoying it. So it's kind of like, it's cool to, it was cool to see them experience that. Um, also Alicia was in high school. I was a little older than her when I really got back into reading. So it wasn't crazy that she wasn't a big reader because like in high school, you read all that shit they force you to read and then yeah. you're like, I really don't, you don't want to read anything else. else. Yeah. Um, I, I like that he also connected to his granddaughter through reading because mm-hmm. come to find out she's a huge bookworm and that was something that her and her grandmother shared. And so she was reading. Then when she finds out her grandpa's reading things, she's like, oh my gosh. And she really opens up to him and that was really sweet to see. Um, oh, and I love, I don't know that you got to the part. Did you get to the part where they were reading Rebecca? I don't think so. Okay, the way he describes Mr. DeWinter is he's like, dude, it's just weird. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he said exactly what we were all thinking. It was so funny. Um, What surprised you most about the book? I will say their views on everything, on the books themselves, because... I don't think I've ever seen that from any other book we've read besides like the Midnight Library, but that was done like a different way. Mm-hmm. You mean like the way they like the books that they're reading? Just their like that you can see their opinions after they read them, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You can see yeah. their view like on the book. I did like that the author did that. Like how, what kind of headspace did you have to go into to have mm-hmm. like, Two different opinions, but like yes, <laughs> that work the same in. writer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think what surprised me most was Aiden's death. Um, yeah, when you get a little closer to it, you do kind of see it coming because like she is out with this boy that she met, and they're actually having dinner with Mukesh and his friend, and um. She's like, I have to get home because Aiden leaves for work for the night shift. It's okay if, if he's gone like an hour, my mom will be fine. And she gets home knowing that it's late and she's missed Aiden. But her mom, she knows something's wrong immediately when she walks in the house. And she goes to her mom's room. And stuff is, it looks like someone has like ransacked the place. And her mom's like 
crying in a corner. And she's like, mom, what's wrong? And she's like, Aiden didn't come home. And she's like, yeah, he did. Like I saw him. I saw him when I was leaving for work. I saw him come home. She's like, no, he never came home. And she's like, okay, that's weird. So she tries to like call him and text him. Nothing. She goes in his room and sees his phone on the charger. And that's when I knew he had, he had done like, not necessarily that he had killed himself, um, but... But something was going to happen, like he was going to run away or something. Yes, because you don't leave... And she even mentions he always has his phone on him in case yeah. something happens yeah. with my mom. You don't leave your phone on the charger unless you know something like that. So that's when I knew. And then the police come and tell her, and it's awful. Um, that I think that surprised me the most, because I, I was not expecting that. Um, how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? Didn't. So after his death, then they do this whole thing about saving the library because there's several libraries in where they live and theirs is like a smaller one and it's not as frequent, frequented by the people that live around it. So they do this campaign to like save the library and they do it in Aiden's memory. Um, yeah. So it was like, that's what I mean. Like when it had, I thought it was going to end and it didn't. I was like, wow, it just keeps. So. I mean, overall, I liked it. It was a tad boring, but the intention was there, and I think it was a good book. So I did my opinion change? No, I still thought it was good when I reached the ending. Um, how do you think, or how does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. It works. Perfect. <laughs> but it does get confusing when you're telling people, hey, you should read the reading list. And they're, and like, they're like, what reading what? list? Yeah. <laughs> Is this book overrated or underrated? I'm going to say it's probably on par. Let's see what they gave it. Uh, I know some people like to feel good. Yes, they do. Uh, good reasons, 4.18. I would give it 3.5. What about it? Uh, I'm probably going to give it a three i'd give it a two but her writing wasn't awful so you know does this book remind you of any other books it did give me just a little reminiscent of the midnight library you know but other than that no yeah i didn't um I feel like when they're reading a book, there are things that kind of tie into the books that they're reading, things that they're experiencing, but I think that was done on purpose. Yeah, I think so, too. And how did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? No. Me neither. Would you ever consider rereading this book? No. I'll try, just for the sake of trying, because everybody seems to like it so much, but, yeah. You gotta be in the right mood for it too, I think. You gotta be in the, I wanna cry mood. And I want something to give me the warm fuzzies. See, but if I wanna cry, I'm watching, you know, romances. I'm watching yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any lingering questions or plot holes that you're still thinking about? Not really. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. It was good. I think you should finish it. But like I said, I think you need to be in the right place for it. I think you'll enjoy it. I have, to um, I have a few reviews to read. Sorry, I was taking a sip of water. So, let's see here. Okay, this is from at Brown Girls Read Books. 
And they wrote, if an algorithm could create the perfect read for brown girls who read books, I'm pretty sure we'd end up with the reading list. It has a relatable brown girl lead, deep nostalgia about books and reading, moving intergenerational relationships, sensitive treatment of mental health and grief, defying stereotypes about British Asian culture. The plot focuses on Alicia, who hates reading but works in a library. She crosses paths with Mukesh, a widower who is trying to get closer to his weight, to his late wife by belatedly starting to explore her love of reading. He and Alicia end up working through a list of classics together based on a mysterious list that Alicia came across at work. I'm welling up just thinking about the way both characters are able to open up about their own painful experiences by relating to the stories they're reading. It's a real testament to how books can weave their way into your life. So true. That's me saying that. I always remember where I was when I read every book for the first time, what it meant to me in that moment, and how it can change insignificance when I reread it in a different headspace. I also really enjoyed it as a snapshot of British Asian life. Mukesh has Indian heritage with a crowd of bossy daughters fussing over him, yet he defies many of the stereotypes we might expect of him. Alicia is mixed race, although the nature of that mix and the cultural impact on her upbringing is never really defined. She's British, but happens to be brown. The reading list is clever and warm. It's a real book lover's book, so of course I loved it. That's a good review. That's a good one, yeah. And then Monica picked this book, and she has not finished it yet. Um, but she said she really likes it. She, she keeps telling me she's like, this one's going to be an epic one for me. She said, I love how everyone's getting connected by reading books. I've always known books have been magical, but for the non-readers, all they need is just that one good book to know mm-hmm. the magic. And I'm like, yep, yeah. that is 100% true. Definitely. You're just like, wow, this is what books are like. We're still looking for that book for Steve. <laughs> we'll find Flipping it. <laughs> we'll find it. Will Sci-fi. we? Sci-fi is the way to go. He he has a lot of books. I mean, he talks about reading, so he clearly used to be a reader. I don't know what happened. He acted like video he games. read when I met him. I think it is video games. He's playing a stupid video game right now. What are you playing right now? What are you playing right now? What are you playing right now? What, what is it? Tell us. It's World of Warcraft. Yeah, a lot of people play that. Lacey, he has a problem. He's abandoning his family over this game. Look, I do too, okay? <laughs> but watching a show, and he's got his damn laptop in his lap playing this stupid game. Okay, I don't go that far. And she said, <laughs> you don't even go that far. <laughs> I have to I have to time manage. I have to make myself have time to read and everything else, or I would play video games 24-7. Yo, true story. A dude broke up with me one time. He was addicted to World of Warcraft. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about me. It says that this dude had a problem. <laughs> so when Steve started playing this game, I was like, "Right, I'm gonna get a divorce." Another one's another one bites the dust, Cam. Well, at least you know he's faithful because he's not gonna go anywhere. He's just gonna play his game. Yeah, he's just gonna play his game. So at least he's not cheating on me. He's just playing a video <laughs> game and like meet a bitch in the game. And she's like, "Hey, big boy." He said she's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> she's a medic. Uh, yeah. Well, Lacey, you're going to pick our next book. So we'll read this in two weeks. So this will be on the episode the 21st. 
don't you tell them what we're going to read? It's the Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. I'm excited to finally read this. I know, me too. I've still, I started um, the other Final Girl one. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So this is another thing. This is another layer Lacey wanted to add to it because Riley Sager has a yes. book called Final Girl, right? Yes, Final okay. Girls. So I've so, started it. Okay. And I plan to hopefully in the next two weeks have it finished and the Final Girl support group. I think you'll finish Final Girls pretty quick. I, I think I will, too. How far? I've already chunked into it. I haven't read a lot of it because I was giving the reading list a go, but I've got at least 40 pages in. Okay, yeah. you're gonna. It's just going to start being a lot happens. A lot. It was my first Riley Sager book, so I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. It was a very good introductory book for me. I think that was his first book, too. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. So it's good. So we're going to have like a – the show's going to be about the Grady Hendrix book, but we're also going to compare it to Riley Sager because the titles, I mean, Final Girls and the Final Girls Support Group, I'm like, wow, those are pretty close. But I feel like Riley Sager's is going to be more of a thriller and Grady's going to be horror because, you know, he likes the nasty, gory shit. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's they're going to be very. But I don't know. Like the beginning, like we'll get more into this. But the beginning of Sager's, like it is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty intense mm-hmm. about what happens yeah. to some of these girls. Just wait. Just wait. It gets good. It's a good book. It's my favorite. I think it's my favorite book of his for sure. It was hard to top for me because then I also. Have you read Lock Every Door by Riley Sager? No. I'm sure I read that one next. And that one was good, but it wasn't Final Girls. And then I read The Home Before Dark. He has another book that I've had on my shelf forever, uh, The Last Time I Lied, and I have not read it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so good. You have to read it. I'm just – I'm really excited to do Hendrix because after we read, you know, um, A Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Mm -hmm. Vampires, I read another one of his horror store Mm-hmm. I read that when we went to Broken Bow, and it was really good. Like, I could not put it down. So I'm <laughs> really excited. I want to read that. I read his My Best Friend's Exorcism, which was good. Again, it had an unsatisfying ending, much like the vampire wow, book. they do that, sometimes, but we'll see if he's right. gotten better. It was a good book. You, sh- I, you would like My Best Friend's Exorcism. You should read that. Order it. Max. I think you would like it. All right, so we're reading that two weeks. Send us your reviews, thoughts, pictures, whatever you want. Comments, questions, suggestions, two bookworms, one podcast at yahoo at gmail.com. <laughs> Gmail, we did not switch to Yahoo. I'm not getting hacked. Or no. Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. <laughs> um, let me check my list and see if we need to go over anything else. Nope, that's all I got. Bye. Bye. Little, say bye.